Have you ever been at a job and your boss comes up to you and says, so-and-so has left. I'm going to need you to help me pick up those responsibilities. Could you focus and figure out how do you get that person's job done, please? If you've experienced that, chances are that a succession plan for that individual was not in place. What is a succession plan? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to the Practice Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Pramod Argava, and let's discuss. Succession planning is not just for big organizations. You could be a small team, you could be a, a mid-sized group, you could be a small company, you could be a large company. Succession planning is about making sure you have a plan for how you're going to replace key roles or functions should someone decide to leave or they become unavailable. Some of the benefits of succession planning include minimizing disruption. If one of your main people decides to go take a new job, let's say they need to move in order to take care of family, these are all things that could cause a disruption if that key role now becomes vacant. How are you going to make sure that the business can proceed or how can you make sure that whatever you're working on has an opportunity to succeed after that person is left? Another thing is, how do you maintain the knowledge of that individual as they've left? Now they take all that institutional knowledge with them. How do you make sure that their knowledge has been transferred to others to make sure you've got continuity? Conveying that experience and that knowledge from experienced leaders to any potential successors is critical. This allows you to be able to allow someone to, to learn and grow into a role, but they need to have started from something. If you come to somebody as the first step and saying, hey, by the way, so-and-so left, could you go figure out what exactly they did? It might be a little too late. The other side of this is, how do you grow your people? If you're building out a succession plan, which includes people that are on your bench, so to speak, are ready to take on to the next role, are interested in growing in their career, this provides an opportunity to both begin training those individuals so that way they are ready for those leadership roles because the transition from going from an individual contributor to a role that is maybe a management or a lead role is a transition because the skills that may have made that person successful as an individual contributor may not necessarily be enough in order to be successful as a people leader or people manager. Those skill sets are different. And lastly, this is how you also can maintain a competitive advantage. When you're thinking about how you're building out your, your talent and leadership pipelines, how are you doing a great job of making sure you've got people available and you're sourcing new people to help fill in roles? Making sure you have the right talent available at the right time takes both practice, patience, and capability to be able to identify that talent when you need it. Building on that last point, developing your talent pool could take setting up small programs or small efforts to allow people to be able to learn a role without there being risk associated, whether that be through training programs, mentorship, job rotation, saying, hey, I need you to swap roles for a day, try it out. I want you to get an idea about how each of your roles work. I want to make sure that when you take vacation, the other person can also, also can back you up and vice versa. It's essential to helping individuals grow and providing them future, future leadership opportunities. Like I mentioned in the introduction, being asked to go pick up something that now needs a new home because a person has given their two-week notice, that's not really succession planning. Take a moment and drop a comment in the video on YouTube if you find that that's something that's happened to you. Tell me about your experience so we can talk about that some more. If you think that this podcast would be of value to somebody, please feel free to go ahead and share it with them. That way they can get the value out of it as well.
So now we've talked about, about some, what are some of the benefits of doing succession planning. Here are some steps you can take or some things you can do to be, do successful succession planning. Let's start off by just doing this. Let's identify the key leadership roles or the key roles that you believe would cause an impact to whatever you're trying to accomplish, whether it be on a sports team, whether it be in a small company, whether it be in a large company, whether it be in a group or a team, you name it, the same methodology applies all across the board. If the, a role is deemed to be crucial for the long-term success, you wanna make sure that you under, first understand what is it what are the key skills or attributes? And then focusing energy on making sure that you've got a good plan about what happens if those roles do become vacant. Once you assess and understand what are the critical roles, now it's your job to figure out what are the talent opportunities you have available to you immediately. Are there people in your organization that are already potential candidates and you should evaluate their performance, evaluate their competencies, and then figure out, is this a person gonna be a good fit to help jump into that role? The one point of caution I will provide is, don't assume that just because you couldn't see them there, that that's not something that they could fit there. It's a very dangerous step to take and make an assumption and say that, you know what, I couldn't see that person playing that role because you may be missing out on a talented individual to help serve your business goals. And because you made an assumption about what either their career goal was, what their capabilities were, make sure you're doing a good analysis of that because you don't want to miss the opportunity to have someone that might shine in this role where they may not necessarily be shining somewhere else. Now that you've identified the individuals, how are you going to cultivate them? How are you going to help those individuals be able to develop the skills that they need in order to be, able to, to be able to play the role that you think they need to. If a person's going from an individual contributor to becoming a manager, what are you doing in order to be able to allow them to build the skill sets necessary without necessarily being in role? For example, if a person is going to possibly become a manager in the future, but they've never mentored anybody or never managed anyone previously, how do you provide that experiences to them so that way they are able to deliver on that capability when you need them to. Once you've identified those candidates, once you've identified those individuals of folks that could play a future leadership role, make sure you have a plan of how you are going to develop those individuals. Make sure that if you're looking to play somebody into a management role, do they have those skills and do they have those capabilities to do it well? You don't want to step into the trap of making somebody that is, a, as an example, a highly skilled call center worker, a call center supervisor, without first understanding, are they good at supervising individuals? Similarly, making an, a top tier engineer and now a top tier engineering manager will also result in similar, in similar problems where the things that made them successful as being a successful engineer or successful call center worker may not necessarily be the things that make them successful as a supervisor. So be aware when you're making those calls about, am I removing this person from the place where they're shining and then now we're running into a situation where they may no longer shine and you'll have to manage through that. So make sure you give them the opportunity to be able to practice those skill sets before it actually happens. As an example, ask them to go mentor people, ask them to go work with others, ask them to go run a V team or a virtual team of individuals working together and collaborating closely in order to achieve results together versus individually. 
make sure they get the opportunity to be able to do that before it becomes a, their primary role function. Otherwise, you'll run into other issues. Now you've developed your talent pool. Now you've developed individuals, and now they're becoming ready to, to take on a succession plan. Now write it up formally. Come up with how are you going to outline the progression? What is the timeline? What are some of the strategies for both individual development as well as team development? What does advancement look like? And provide support through all of that because this is something that will be new for them as much as it's new for you. As you're developing them as a leader, you need to make sure that you're providing the support behind that. Since we know that business and work never stops, the idea of saying, well, I've developed a succession plan and now we're set isn't a true statement. Always be on the lookout for, is there a brand new critical role? Is there a brand new thing that now has been created that is, requires a future leadership plan or future leadership needs? Make sure that you're getting a pulse from either your team or from your organization to get an idea. Is there a role that we need that is currently not being accounted for? And making sure that you've got the long-term goals set, you're setting the strategy properly, and you're giving the direction to the individuals to help them understand what skills and qualities you'll be looking for and what you're looking for from future leaders. As you're evaluating your candidates internally, you may find there are certain skill sets that might be missing. This is especially the case when you're looking at smaller companies and, and just as you're getting starting out in business, you'll find there are certain skill sets or blind spots that you have that require you to go look at external talent. It is not to say that the people internally don't have the capabilities or don't have the opportunity to go learn those things, but you might need somebody to step in at a higher skill level than is currently in place. As you're evaluating external candidates, be sure that you're looking for folks that fill in your blind spots. It's very easy to fall into the trap that it's very easy to fall into the trap of hiring someone that's very similar to yourself in terms of your style and your capabilities. As a technical person, it's very easy to fall in the trap of hiring yet another technical person. When in actuality, you might need somebody with a little more business focus or a little bit more customer centric focus. Those are things that are easy for people to fall into. If you don't hire to your blind spots, what, you res what the result is, is you have a number of people with similar mindsets and similar experiences that will actually shape your product in a way that is all focused towards one type of mindset. And what you wanna do is make sure that as you're developing who you're going to bring into your organization or bring into your team, be considerate of, you don't want to have the same type of people all together with the same backgrounds and same experiences because you're actually gonna find that you'll miss critical customer needs because you will not have thought of it until your customer tells you. And by that point, it might be too late. We talked about a little bit earlier about facilitating knowledge transfer because it's gonna be important for people to understand that keeping knowledge to yourself isn't actually gonna help you solve your problem or provide long-term career growth. If a team or an individual is unwilling to share information because they feel that that information will make them less valuable, it'll be important to try to convey to them that the value does not come from that team holding on to all that information. The value comes from sharing information and from making sure that everyone has it available to them. Without that information being freely shared, trying to set up a successful succession plan or provide for leadership in the long term is difficult because now you have silos of information that are stuck that are not shared and not conveyed to others in the organization or the team. And it makes it challenging to be able to make informed decisions. 
And as a leader, what you're looking to do is trying to make sure that everyone has the information that they can share together and make sure that everyone is brought along on the journey. We've talked about identifying key leadership positions or roles. We've talked about assessing internal talent. We've talked about how do you develop your talent pool. We've talked about your succession plan and making sure that it's set, understanding what your future needs are, what happens when you can't find talent internally, how do you go find talent externally, and finally about facilitating knowledge transfer to make sure that everyone's brought along on the journey. Now you need to communicate the succession plan. Transparent communication is crucial to build trust and ensure everyone involved is aware of what the plan of record is, what the objectives are, and what the timelines are. This doesn't mean that you're transitioning out of role. It could be something as simple as, hey folks, I'm going on vacation. While I'm out, so-and-so is gonna be covering any questions that do come up. If you have any questions or have anything that comes up while I'm out, feel free to lean on them in order to get answers. It doesn't mean that you're transitioning out, but it does set a very clear message for how people should engage or where to go in case you are out or unavailable, how do they get the answer that they need? One reminder, it's not one and done. You don't write a succession plan and then never go back to it. It'll be important for you to be able to go back to it on a quarterly, semi-annual, annual basis to reevaluate, have the circumstances changed, have the responsibilities changed, have the business requirements changed, has the individual decided that they're gonna go do something else, Make sure that you have a regular cadence of which you're reviewing this to make sure that you have a plan in case those things do occur. And in setting up a regular time to discuss these things to make sure there's clear expectations, both with you as well as the person that you're deeming as your successor, make sure that there's a clear understanding of what that means and how that's going to proceed. Succession planning is a pivotal role or pivotal process to make sure that you have a plan for what to do should critical roles become vacant. This is true for a small company of two people or to a company of hundreds of thousands of people. It is the case no matter what. Failing to plan for succession will guarantee your succession plan will fail. This is where taking that time to evaluate what your talent is, evaluate what skills are available to you, Make sure that you've built out a bench of individuals that have the ability to take on different types of leadership roles within your organization. And leadership here, I'm not talking about management only. It could be process owners, technical leaders. It could be anything. And make sure that you actually have a concrete plan for what to do in those situations. Just remember, effective succession planning is an ongoing process. It is not something that just happens once. It is something that continues to be done over time as the business changes or as your requirements change. Just be aware that you're going to be investing that time because that will allow you to offset any sort of disruption that might happen in the future because maybe one of your employees needs to move closer to family or because of some other reason. Making sure that you have a plan for that, at least to a degree, will allow you to be in a better position than being caught flat-footed. This has been the Practicing Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Parul Bargava, and I'll see you next week.